Hello and welcome back to The Catch. Today on the podcast, we have myself, Michael Adams, John Rahimi, as well as David McCormick. We're back. How's it going, guys? Good. How are we doing? John has a very interesting smirk. I feel like he has something that he's holding back. No, he definitely does. I think he's trying to get, I think he's trying to convince us that his screen is frozen. Oh, he is trying to convince us it is. And he's not very good because he's smiling and he has dimples, so... Oh, his screen was frozen. <laughs> he was frozen. <laughs> yeah, but literally, as I was like making a joke to like, I was gonna fake freeze myself just to mess with you, and then it actually froze, <laughs> and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> so upset. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. We are having some technical difficulties when it comes to internet today, so today's recording is gonna be pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, folks, we're sorry. I think we're, I really think that we should just jump. In like multiple places. So if you hear like one of us just cut out and we jump into a completely different part of the conversation, I'm, I'm game now you know that. why. Yeah. <laughs> like before this, you you missed a uh, a colorful uh, time in dealing with technical issues. We don't like computers and we don't like technology. So <laughs> when things don't go our way, it gets yeah. And and Michael has the the mouth of a sailor sometimes. So sometimes only sometimes. Yeah. Only when he gets frustrated by the internet. <laughs> but it's 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 kind of working now so um yeah so you know what let's just uh for the sake of making this podcast actually work let's just jump into the we're gonna we're gonna forego the banter because now i'm really worried now i'm really worried banter wow i know know. those are words that i have never heard john rahimi say this is called like death to myself right now i'm dying on the inside but i think it's worth it just so we don't get stuck yeah fair enough honestly i think I have some light, not banter, but some personal context, actually, because I'll, I'll introduce this first topic. But right now I am puppy sitting for my parents who are out of town. Uh, we have a three month, three month old Bernie doodle. That's half poodle, half Bernie's mountain dog. Mm-hmm. Very cute. But it likes to tell you that it loves you with its teeth. Um, my, my, good, my good buddy Ryan liked to describe it. She's hugging me with her teeth. It's not in a mean way but she just has a little nibble on her and her teeth are sharp because they're like puppy teeth. Um, But with that, I had to be up Saturday morning uh, at 7 a.m., which I don't really sleep in, but I typically don't wake up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday either. I'm usually like an 8.30 guy. And so I woke up very exhausted. And it's been kind of a theme throughout the last week as I've been puppy sitting because I've been going, getting up earlier and going outside earlier, kind of going to bed later because I have to wait to do some of the personal things until after the puppy goes to bed. And over this entire week, I've just become worn out and exhausted. And the feeling that I have physically has also translated into my spiritual life. And I was sharing this with John and David earlier that there's just been this spiritual exhaustion I've been feeling where when I go to prayer, prayer is difficult. Uh, it really takes a lot of effort for me to like make, make it worthwhile and not just go through the motions. And sometimes there are those times where it's just, you do just go through the motions because you don't have any motivation or desire to do anything more or more trying than that. And I was sitting in prayer about two or three days ago. And I was really thinking like, you know, why, why am I struggling like this? Why am I feeling this? And it came into this whole idea of what have I been feeding myself? Um, and it came into, there was a week I couldn't attend mass. 
um, for various reasons. And then I also hadn't been able to go to confession in about three weeks. And I just like, oh my goodness, I haven't been fed by the father. I'm just hungry. And I, I think I also use like the gas analogy. I've been trying to get to a destination just running on fumes when really it's better for me to actually stop, get a new tank of gas and continue moving forward. And so that's kind of the general context of this topic. And I want to open it up to the, the two of you about these feelings and kind of what are we supposed to be doing when we feel these? What are some causes for these? And really, what is the response? How do we refuel? How do we get rid of that exhausted feeling when we're looking at our own spiritual lives? I know, well, first off, that I have also felt this. I know, big shocker. Um, yeah, that spiritual exhaustion. And I think the image I have sometimes is just like hitting your head against the brick wall. It's like over and over. And it's like, oh, well, you kind of expect something is going to happen. And sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think with that, Michael, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of you and agree that like, in looking back more often than not, I think about like, what has my day to day been looking like? Um, and yeah, it's just like kind of like, what have I been feeding myself? And I think more often than not, the culprit, like if you think of like the unmasking of like a Scooby-Doo episode, the culprit ends up being um, not receiving the sacraments, um, not, I know for me, like I really enjoy spiritual reading um, or just like learning about my faith a little bit more, like not um, engaging in those types of things. Um, so really just kind of keeping like, this is my prayer time and like, that's kind of it and kind of like isolating that. And then finally just realizing like in normally goes into a pattern of selfishness. Like when I've been focusing like intrinsically probably on myself too much. Cause then prayer can seem like, what am I trying to, what, like, what, what am I going to get out of this? And sometimes like that, that can be how I enter prayer. So just kind of as like a quick synopsis, like those are normally like the big three culprits. Um, when I like take time to reflect and then you have to take like tangible steps to like, yeah, how are you going to change those things? And I think what you said about it being uh, like a move towards selfishness and like thinking about yourself more i think it's true and one thing i want to like in general with this is like avoid the temptation to over spiritualize everything in it because it's tempting to say like oh it's just because like you know there's something spiritual going on which is definitely part of it, right we're human so we have that we have that part but we're also like with body and so there's like um and i'm not talking like michael you're specific it's as much like when this, when this happens to people in general, like a lot of times it could just be like the simple question, are you sleeping? <laughs> like, have you slept? And it's like, no, I haven't. I'm really tired. It's like, okay. Then like, yeah, you're not going to want to put the effort into prayer because like, I know if I've, I've experienced that where I need to pray a holy hour, but I'm really, really tired. But I'm like, well, if I go pray it now, like I'm going to fall asleep and I don't want to fall asleep. So I'm not going to go pray it now. And you kind of like, you keep, you keep putting off because you're so tired and there's other, this other thing needs to be taken care of first. So it's not necessarily always like, a spiritual issue it could just be a very human issue where like you're not eating well you're not sleeping um you know whatever you need to exercise um but like kind of where it comes together in that is just like ordering your life properly um where it's like how am i making time for this am i prioritizing this or am i they have like what you said am i putting other things ahead of it not necessarily like maliciously or being like i don't want to pray today it's just like you're so focused on other things than God and you're like I, I don't it's, it's kind of like when you want to like eat something you're like I don't need to eat yet I'm fine 
And it's that self-reliance of saying, I don't need it right now. I'm not that dependent on, you know, sustenance in that realm. So I can just do it myself. I'll be good. And then you kind of get taken away and swept into the current and then, you know, push comes to shove and you're, you know, three weeks without eating food and you're about to die. So that's where it becomes exhausting. You can barely move. Mm -hmm. I like what you said there too, of like, it is a balance between the body and the spiritual. It's definitely not just one or just the other. But something that kind of made me think about it was when you look at when you're praying, like kind of how you're ordering your life. Typically, I'll talk to friends of mine and we'll talk about prayer. Like, oh, like, so like, oh, you're struggling with prayer. Like, okay, well, when do you pray? Like, where, when do you go to prayer? And honestly, I think one of like <laughs> the temptations, and I fall into it too, very frequently, is the, the desire to like, oh, I'm going to pray just right before bed every day. I'm going to pray right before bed. Um, and that's great that we're praying and it's great that we're actually making time for it. But I think it's much harder to actually feel motivation when you're praying right before bed. Cause you're, you've already had the daily exhaustion of just life. Uh, and then when you get to prayer right before bed, you're like, okay, it's time for like this monumentous moment. But in reality, all your mind and body wants to do is sleep. So it's really like, how can you be prepared to actually enter into prayer wholeheartedly when you have these other distractions? And it, it does go back to that, the ordering of your life of you're putting things beforehand, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Uh, I always kind of gave the example of like, well, how much time do we spend on social media or like how much time do we spend, you know, talking to that friend on the phone or whatever it may be. It's like, although those things are good in moderation or they're good when done right, um, we always just kind of tend to put God on the side and it's just more like, as long as I do it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a checkbox. I just have to do it. And then everything's great, but we don't really necessarily think about what we're putting into it as much sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, Michael, I can, I could definitely relate with that with, I even think back to the last week. Right. So I know like, um, I shared both of you guys like, Oh, you know, prayer is a little bit tougher and, trying to like deal with different things and kind of like, as you were saying, not making it a priority. And it's really interesting that I was home for this past week. And it's interesting when I'm home, I try to go, cause we have an adoration chapel, like very close to my house, I try to go to adoration. And I've noticed that when I'm at home, my prayer is much stronger, even just by the intentional of I wake up and I check the adoration slots and being like, okay, there's one open from two to three. So then for the most part, unless I already have something that I can't move, I build my day around that. And then I've noticed like, that's why it's not surprising. Like versus school, sometimes I'll wake up and be like, I have to do this and this and this. I will get to prayer at some point today. So if we look at the difference between like those two attitudes, um, I think that it is like, one is like intentionally being like, yeah, I am going to try to schedule my day around this. And obviously things, depending on the day and you have different things and you might not have that flexibility or the adoration time, but having that first time, you're like, okay, when am I going to pray today? Versus I'm going to get to it eventually because spoiler it more often than not, when I'm like, I'll get to it sometime today. Next thing I know it's like eight 45 and I like want to go to bed and I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't pray today. Like mm -hmm. this really just got away from me. Mm -hmm. So it, it was kind of interesting. And I've been thinking about that too, is this is now, I just got back um, to school yesterday. Um, so that's been kind of interesting. At least like comparing those two. Yeah. One is yeah. Trying to keep it like, at the center versus the other is just being like, yep, yeah, one, it's convenient for me. I'll figure out a time or it's so much easier to be like, yeah, I have all afternoon. I'll mm -hmm. get to it. Mm -hmm. And as we know, like 
if we even think back to like goal setting and they need to be specific. So just like the general, I'll get to it. Sometimes you will like, that's not a, I found that's not a great plan for success. Yeah. I have a question now for off of that, David, this is for both of you. Yeah. Uh, for someone like myself, I have used the scheduling tactic where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to pray every day at let's just for ease. I'm going to pray every day at 1 PM from one to two. I'm going to pray, whatever it may be. For me, I have a very hard time with schedules. I, I don't rely on schedules in my personal life, really. I don't schedule things out very perfectly. And when I do schedule them out, I have a very hard time holding myself accountable to them. Uh, and I do think sometimes when I have done it with prayer, it becomes almost more mechanistic than it does out of love, where it's like, oh, every day I do this because that's just the way it is. And sometimes I struggle with this idea of like, it is being too mechanic and not being actually out of love where I'm going to pray right now because I want to go pray right now. And so as it's a question I had for the two of you, like where's the balance in that? And how do you strike, like, how do you balance those feelings? Cause in the one side you have that and the, on Oh my goodness, John, that is a big calendar. Yep. Me and John are complete opposites when it comes to this. <laughs> it's so ordered. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's a, it's a good question, right? Cause it is a real balance and it's hard. Um, and even though I have like my Google calendar color coded to like everything I needed to have uh, and what I need to do during each day, um, it helps me order my life. Um, but yeah, there does need to be room for some sort of spontaneity, right? Where it's kind of like, mm -hmm. you don't want to become sort of mechanical. Like I have to do, cause there is a rigidness that comes in where, you know, um, say someone comes into, you know, comes up to my door and wants to talk to me and I go, uh, actually like, I need to be doing this at, at 3.15 and you're going to ruin my like next five minutes if you do, if you talk to me, so get the hell out of here. I can't, I, I can't do that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have done that and I, I feel horrible when I do. Um, yeah, Michael knows. Um, so it's, it's a real struggle because like you like, you want to maintain the order of your life because there's certain things you want to be able to get to and, and do that you know will be helpful. Um, but I think the general thing is like, you think of a game, right? Um, or the analogy we always use, um, Dave, we talked about this, I think when I was at your house, but right. Like if you put the fence around the hilltop or the mountaintop, it gives the people greater freedom to run and play within the fenced off area without having to worry about falling off the cliff. So if I order my life and I schedule it in such a way where I've now created some sort of fence and like, okay, these are like my parameters of how I'm going to operate day to day. So I have an order to it. I'm going to follow that because it prioritizes me and shows me what's important basically what's important it being what's in that circle. Uh, then I can with greater freedom live it. And that does take balance. It does take discipline to say, I'm not going to become a slave to my schedule. I'm using the schedule as a tool to give me greater freedom uh, to live into what God is then offering. So if God like throws a ball into the, into the fenced in area, do I go, Oh no, like that might be dangerous because I might, you know, bounce the ball over the fence or I might, you know, it's like, well, maybe, but don't deny the gift because God's still giving it for your good. Mm -hmm. So if God like invites something in that might disrupt your schedule, quote unquote, it's still mm -hmm. something to, um, to take in and use and enjoy. Um, so I guess in, in terms of this example that we're talking about of like exhaustion and like when things kind of go out of whack and stuff where it's like, Oh, I'm at the end of my day and I haven't prayed today and I don't even want to, that might be an invitation saying like, all right, God's giving you this like moment to offer something and it's not going to look like the way you normally like it to look. 
but still offer the moment anyway, still offer that moment in Thanksgiving and give gratitude. Um, so I think there's still room within it, but it is, it is a very difficult thing to do and it takes a long time to, to live into well. It's a tough balancing thing as well as you were saying, John, when you are presented with that opportunity of like, you know, I blocked this time off. I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of you all. Like I like scheduling, but unless it's something like for school, I try doing it mentally. So like, I like scheduling, but I'm not like John where I have like a calendar, but like I'll try to keep up with it mentally, which I think I'm pretty good at it. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, I completely forgot. Anyway. Um, I kind of feel like when you're presented with that opportunity, a lot of times it just takes judgment as well of being like, yeah, you know, I had this time blocked off to pray. And if like, you still can be spontaneous. Like if there might be something of like, Oh, well, someone like presents me with an opportunity, like you have that freedom to say yes or no. <clears throat> and ultimately I think it's just, it comes up to you to like to use your judgment of being like, if one of my friends is like, Oh, Hey, let's go play video games. I might just be like, okay, you know what? Like that, that could be fun. Like, but if I have an opportunity later, like I actually am going to go pray. But, or the difference is like a few days ago, like I had this time blocked off to pray. And my dad's like, Hey, I need you to run to the grocery store. Mm. And immediately I was like, no, but I need to keep my schedule. I have to keep my schedule. Yeah. But being like, actually, no, this is something that's really good. I can offer up this time. I can figure things out. So I agree. I think it's kind of like with all things, it's a balance that like you, you just have to like ultimately like use your own judgment as well. Um, anyway. Yeah. But that's my two cents. I, I look at it too with, with work, like my full-time job, I do use a calendar. Like I, I use it rigorously um, mm-hmm. and not only just for meetings with coworkers, but I actually schedule out like, okay, on Tuesday morning from 9am to 11am, I'm going to work on project X. And then from 11am to 12pm, to I'm going to work on project Y. And the way I do it is if I something comes up, and I have to, you know, move something around, that's exactly it. Like my schedule is structured, but it's malleable, where I can move that 11am to 12pm appointment, I can move that to two to three, or I can move it to four to five. And I don't make myself necessarily a slave to like, oh my gosh, if something comes up, the world's going to end. It's just, I at least have it in my calendar. And then when something does come up, I at least move it. And I'm reminded later of like, okay, remember you had the time set aside to do this? Make sure you go back and do that actually. Which maybe that's kind of a nice strategy too with this. And we do think about maybe more scheduling out our spiritual life, maybe a little bit more rigorously um, or making it a little bit more formal with like when we're going to be going to prayer, when we're going to be maybe reading all these things, putting in placeholders of on a perfect day, this is what it's going to look like. Um, But having in fillers almost, and this is a personal thing that I've done, having in a filler of like, I'm just going to block out this time because I don't know if something's going to happen, but if something does happen, at least I'll have this open for something to move something to it. So maybe having like a structure, but at least having some of those fillers, it's like, well, say prayer does have to get moved. I can move it here mm-hmm. and I can try to have kind of like a backup plan almost to some degree and kind yeah. of prepare for those days where everything does go whack. Like we know it does. Yeah. I mean, my life the last three weeks has been, this. <clears throat> has been like, normally I have times in my day where I have space to do stuff like freedom so I can you know do what I need to do. Um, and everything got thrown off because I had meetings and all this other stuff going on for the seminary. And then I was sacrificing in the morning. So I had to be up earlier, which means I couldn't pray in the morning unless I got up at like, you know, five. And I was like, I'm not getting up at five because I'm getting, I'm getting to bed later because all this other stuff I have to do with midterms. And it was just like a, a you know, perfect storm of a week. 
so that was like it was really difficult but like you you start to see really quickly it's like oh all right like how enslaved am i to my schedule one of the things that was, there's there's two things i'm curious about one is more a comment one's a question the comment is you know what we were talking about where people are like you know i just like I don't feel that I'm doing it out of love if it's scheduled and kind of like mechanistic. And to that, I would say, if you've ever been on a date before, please let me know how it goes. If you don't tell the girl or the guy when or where you're going to go on a date and you just show up to a place and see if they're there. Like, let me know how that goes. Actually, I've, done that. I've done that several times and it went perfectly. Okay. All right. Well, there goes my example. <laughs> But like, you have to schedule a time. You have to say, listen, we're going to get together at this time, at this place, I'll pick you up here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's mechanistic. But it's so that you can then enter into relationship and you can have an encounter with the person and there's time set apart. So um, what if you schedule a time and they still don't show up? Well, Dave, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> so read that out loud, John. <laughs> It was too good to pass up. Um, yeah, folks, sometimes we have a we have a side group chat that goes on. Uh, anyways, the, the question I had, Michael, when you texted us about this yeah. topic, there was a, a choice of words that was used that made me curious. So um, you said you struggle to get to it because the process has become exhausting. So I was curious, like when you say yeah. process, what, is, what does that mean? What's the process there? This is, this is something that I've more entered into in the past i would say eight months of my prayer life uh more so than in the past where i think sometimes with prayer like you can go and it's like oh like i have like you know my normal stuff i pray about and mm-hmm. kind of every day can kind of be different but pretty similar to some degree and i think in the past year or so I, i've been having this transition of being like no prayer is actually there is an effort that needs to be made um and it takes effort and it takes my personal effort to actually dive deep into prayer. Like I can sit at the surface all I want, sunbathe, enjoy the warmth, fun. But at some point you have to dive deep. And I think I've given this example to you before, John, when you're swimming underwater, the natural tendency is that your body is buoyant and wants to float to the top, but it takes effort to actually go deeper Mm. and deeper and deeper. And it's not exactly it doesn't exactly feel great all the time because you're suffocating. You don't have any oxygen. You're using all of your muscles, using all of your energy, and you're fighting this constant force trying to drag you back to the surface. And I think that's something that I've experienced in my prayer is that when I sit down to pray, like I said, John, I think you mentioned this, like, oh, when you go to pray late at night, it might just look different than what you want it to look like or what it should, or what, you know, it could be. And for me, I have a hard time letting go of my expectations. And it's like, okay, this is what I know prayer needs to be. And this is what I know my prayer life needs to look like. And if I don't get to it, then it goes into if, well, one, if I just ignore it and don't do it, I get guilty. I feel like I failed. I feel like I don't deserve to be like in a relationship with God the same way that I was prior to that moment. But two, in that moment, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't, I don't want to swim underwater. I don't even want to go to the water. I just want to sit on the beach and enjoy the sun. And I think that's maybe more what I was trying to go to is that the process mm-hmm. of actually entering into deep prayer is one exhausting because it takes a part of yourself, but two, repeat it over and over and over again. If you're not actually filling yourself with the food that you need, the, the fuel that you need, excuse me, 
then how are you ever going to like really continue to dive deep? Like eventually you're just going to run out of energy and you're not going to be able to swim any further. So you need to actually take time to be fed and to be fueled before you keep going. So I think maybe does that help shed light on what I was kind of getting to? Yeah, it does. Um, and it's really, I like that, that buoyancy thing. You may have shared that before. I don't, I don't recall it, but yeah, I think that's really, that's really profound because it is, we have to remember like the, even the, the, the deep prayer, like it's always a gift. It's mm-hmm. always God like disclosing himself to us. Um, and I think where it becomes like, why do I not want to enter into deep prayer maybe, or like accept the gift is because like, it takes me out of the driver's seat and puts God there, right? Like he's the one in control now. So like, if you're in the desert, you know, starving, um, you haven't been fed recently. We tend to like, like we might come across something that could feed us. Like God's offering that gift. Like here it is. It's like, Oh yeah, no, like maybe something better will come along. Maybe like I'm, I'm waiting for that, that better thing. Like cheeseburgers have really filled me up in the past. So, you know, when that cheeseburger comes along, yeah, that's when I'll really be fed. It's like, you're in the desert, eat the root, mm-hmm. <laughs> like take what you're give, been given, like trust that has been given for your good. So I think that's where I've struggled for sure. Like it, there are times when it's like, I should change up my prayer. Cause like, this is, isn't like, I'm not getting those same, like really profound insights or whatever. It's like, Nope, bad. That is the evil spirit. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like Ignatius speaks against that avidly. It's like, no, you keep going even in that, that feeling of desolation and trust that like God is, is working there um, mm-hmm. until you're back in consolation. Then you can you know, see what's going on. But yeah, don't start like mixing things up or trying to like find that, that sweet, sweet grace filled insight because you know, like that's the only thing that matters in prayer. Like, no, God, God matters the person. Yeah. I think something that honestly focuses on the humility also of entering into prayer, because I do think like, it, it takes humility and it's something that I know I've struggled with, but I think it's just kind of the realization at the beginning of like the time of prayer is like that Lord, like you are, giving me these graces and there's nothing I can do to earn them. I'm sure we've all experienced like going to prayer. I'm like, I'm just going to focus really hard and I'm really going to force myself to like dive deep. And it's okay to be pushing yourself, but like I'm going to earn this. And I think it, I think honestly it does take humility. And I found myself then, um, let's just say being more open to prayer, kind of like when I'm coming to that realization and it's actually, um, the insight is provided by Jacques Philippe of just saying like that, when you go, when you go into prayer, be open to those graces and be humble enough to realize that you didn't do anything to earn this time and you can't do anything to earn this time. So don't have your, it's a trick then to focus on your efforts of earning this. Like I need to feel deserving of this time. So I need when I'm in prayer and there are plenty of good things to do in prayer. So I'm not saying like, don't, don't have things you do in prayer, but like, I need to fill up my time of prayer with a ton of things. And I think that can also be a thing of spiritual exhaustion as well, Michael, going back to your original topic that, well, if I go to prayer, I'm going to have to journal, I'm going to have to read, I'm going to have to listen to the blah, blah, blah. And like, that's just really tiring. I don't really want to do that. Um, and some, and not saying that those things aren't good, but sometimes just going in and just being present with him as well. And keep on circling back. Sometimes it's a, it's a balance and you kind of have to be aware of your own, of your own prayer life as well. But I know like that's kind of something that I've been um, finding recently and has definitely been giving me peace, especially when I've been kind of like re-examining how I spend that time in prayer. It's not, I mean, like, I don't know. At least my experience has been like the exhaustion. It's just like, you don't, um, it's not good enough. I don't know. I, the, 
the word I keep thinking of, this reminds me of Achadia, basically, right? Like that, that horrible, horrible vice of just like uh, sadness of like the spiritual life where you're, it's just like not worth it. Um, so you don't want to do it. But then like the journaling, maybe like, I mean, I journal. So when I experience it, it's more just like, I don't have anything worth writing down. Um, and again, so that's that like selfishness of being like, I, I want what I want. And if I'm going to go in and like do this, I don't want to go through the effort of like seeing what God's going to give. Cause he might not get, give something that good. And then I'm going to have to try to figure out what to write. And that's just a lot of effort. Um, so it's just like, I'm going to, instead of dealing with my exhaustion, I'll just, uh, I don't know, like you kind of bliss out by like thinking about your own stuff the way you want to think about it. So it becomes less prayer and more just like, eh, I'm just going to think about things and call that prayer, you know? And like, mm-hmm. that's where I found spiritual exhaustion, like <laughs> manifest itself the most where it's like, eh, F it. I'm going to go do my own thing. Yeah. I have, I just experienced that like three nights ago or something I was praying and something came up in my mind. I started thinking about, it and I realized like five minutes later that I had just been purely thinking about that one topic and it wasn't like prayer. It was just like, a conversation in my head yep and i remember being like oh well like that kind of counts and i was like no it doesn't you're <laughs> you're just distracted like maybe if i knowingly was like hey god i'm gonna converse with this and like i would like you to be present there and like i would like you to interject in it and actually having the conversation with him but what i was doing is just i'm gonna have this conversation with myself and I'm going to serve myself. And it goes back Mm -hmm. to that selfish thing that you brought up in the beginning, David, like my selfish desire is to think about this and to spend time on it. So I'm going to transform time spent with God into actually just being time spent with myself and try to justify that being prayer. Yeah. I did that this week multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I just thought about this for 15 minutes. This is no different than like, not that is no different, but like this is very similar to like when I wake up in the morning, I'm just thinking to myself. Um, yes, I think that's and this is the the I think we all we've all done this, I guess. So good, <laughs> but like the trap is going back to what we talked about at the beginning. This kind of ordering our lives and allowing for some some sort of regularity to combat this exhaustion, where it's like I'm not going to allow myself to be uh, selfish and self reliant, but to trust in God that we fall into that like sort of like uh, you know, what Luke describes as like the Pharisee who prays to himself. We just had that gospel the other day. Um, we basically like decide that. Um, oh crap. I lost my train of thought. Someone saved me. <laughs> what was I thinking? We talk to ourselves and then I don't remember. I lost it. That's okay. It happens, folks. Yeah. It's raw. It's a real human experience. Right yeah, there. really. It's total, <laughs> total. This is what happens when you're, speaking of exhaustion, though, this is what happens when you're super tired. Yep. Like, we're all very tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and that's what happens. You just kind of. Yeah. That was one of the very first things we covered when we got on. It was like, I'm tired. Just a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's if you ever Sorry, it just came back to me. Sorry, not to cut you. Oh off. no, go ahead. The like we get. Oh no, we, I was just to say, if you're ever looking for evidence that this show is not scripted, 
Here's some evidence. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we're human beings. Um, is that we get, we get selfish um, in wanting to like uh, have it our way. So it's like, I want to be spontaneous and just kind of like see what I, I can come up with. And then you start having this kind of internal conversation versus like the discipline say of uh, reading a passage in, passage in scripture that you didn't choose. It's just like, cause sometimes like, I don't know, I go in there and sit down and think, all right, let's just see what like comes to me. Cause I'm just so holy and like receptive that like some passage will just come to my, my heart versus, you know what? There's a gospel today that the church has given the Holy spirit is working there. I'm going to read what has been given by the church. Mm-hmm. So like I'm obedient to that or like dying to myself in that. And sometimes the gospel is like, what the heck am I supposed to pray with here? Like nothing's going on in this gospel. But that's like, I, there have been some of the greatest graces from doing that. And it's just like, but I, oftentimes I reject it. And it's like, no, that wasn't that great. That was just like a fluke or whatever. I really tried hard that day to think of something. It's like, no, like, don't, don't give into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also know for me personally, and this, this might be um, depending on the type of person, but like, I know I like to listen to like a reflection or read a reflection on the gospel passages as well. Sometimes for that reason, John, of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Um, but then being like, I think actually there are probably some great writers who might have some insights. And then we're like, oh, wait, I never would have thought of that. So I know like that for me initially kind of was a battle of pride of like, I can come mm-hmm. up with something versus like, actually, no, there, there are a lot of resources that are, are given that can definitely help supplement that and to like give those insights. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree with <laughs> everything that you two said today more uh it's actually really good for me and i'm going to take this into prayer with myself later today and i'm excited to see what actually comes of it because it sounds like maybe maybe there's some slight readjustments to the course i'm sailing i can maybe make that that'll help this and hopefully the listeners have a similar experience but i think that's all i had for the topic today so thank you everyone for listening as always we we really appreciate it more than you'll ever know please be praying for us we'll be praying for you if you have any questions or comments or a topic idea or anything reach out to us at thecatchcc at gmail.com again that's thecatchcc at gmail.com and real quick right before we go have two quick words from our friends over at covenant eyes and bishop sheen rosaries with covenant eyes if you or somebody you know is struggling with pornography make sure to go check out their resources using the link in the description below they have some really incredible writings books videos really anything you could look for that would help uh, somebody defeat that addiction and then if you're looking for a new rosary one that's durable one that will last go check out bishop sheen rosaries using the link in the description below they're some of our old college friends and they're doing really great work over there so make sure to go check them out but until next time we will talk to you all later Bye.